Hello everybody, welcome back to the CFS Transformation Podcast. I am coming to you today from Portugal. Um, Usually I'm in England, uh, but the last few days I travelled down to Portugal, which is where I'm going to be for a couple months, which I'm very excited about. But the reason I'm saying this is because we are right by a busy road and... I have got the windows closed, but they're not particularly soundproof. So if there are loud... I feel like I say this almost every episode, (laughs) like apologies for any background noise. I'm sure no one probably cares anyway. Um, But yeah, just so you know what that is, if it's noisy. um, Also, apologies in advance for my brain today. The, The journey we were meant to take was meant to take like two days on the ferry and then a smooth drive down. But it ended up being like a five-day journey because our car broke down and um, things happened. I got quite sick on the ferry, not physically sick, but I just felt, I felt like I was about to be physically sick for about 30 hours. So yeah, there's a little rundown of my week. Hope you're all having a good week. Um, And I've decided to do a podcast today because I wrote a really good one on the ferry. Um, I had some really good ideas and this is something I've definitely spoke about before a lot, not aiming for perfection in your recovery, but um, I've had lots of conversations regarding this this week, and it's something that continues to crop up in like so many different ways throughout recovery. So I'm going to talk about it in a slightly different way today, um, and hopefully it'll be helpful. So let's face it, probably, probably about 100% of listeners... <laughs> are perfectionists or um, recovering perfectionists at least and a lot of the time perfectionism manifests as waiting for the perfect circumstance before taking action or before allowing yourself to feel accomplished like you're waiting for perfectionism before you allow yourself to feel like you've achieved something or good enough meaning that you never really feel accomplished and maybe never take action because perfection literally doesn't exist. So I'm going to give a couple examples of what that actually looks like. So some examples include waiting until you feel energised and motivated before you exercise or move your body, waiting to feel ready before you start a new class or honestly a new anything, One I used to hear all the time when I taught yoga was I'll start yoga when I'm more flexible or um, like I'll start going to the gym when I feel a bit fitter is a common one. (laughs) Um, People would usually say it actually as I'm too inflexible to do yoga and I would kind of just stare at them a bit dumbfounded. Like that's literally like saying I'm too thirsty to have a drink. Um... And this is this is little ways perfectionist um, perfectionism can show up just day to day. Waiting to feel balanced and regulated before you start to act like a person um, that is well balanced and regulated through your behaviours. Waiting until you feel healthy before you act like a healthy person. Um, expecting yourself to have amazing self-compassion, healing thoughts every minute of the day is perfectionism. There are like a million examples here, but hopefully you get the idea and maybe you resonate with a couple of those. Perfectionism kills growth, in my opinion. It keeps us trapped and it's the opposite of acceptance. I really think in today's society, it's not 
far off impossible to um, not have some kind of perfectionist tendencies because we are surrounded constantly by evolving technology and machines that create the illusion of perfection. Everything is going 100 miles per hour and doing everything perfectly. Um, And we have this ever more pressure to compare ourselves to other people. Um, You know, social media, airbrushing every bit of flesh and making you believe that there is something wrong with your body because you don't look like that. Therefore, never feeling good enough in your own body because you're not up to scratch with this perfectionism, but secretly it doesn't even exist. And on top of that, you know, I mean, this only, I mean, this applies to social media mostly, but a lot of people lie about how perfect their lives are, which again, either consciously or subconsciously makes you question yourself and your worth. And even if people don't actually lie, like intentionally, which I think is the case for most, people generally only tend to share the good aspects of their life, don't they? Um, I know I'm guilty of that and I know um, pretty much everyone is because we don't feel inclined to share the more negative parts. So we assume as consumers that there are only good parts to other people's lives and there is something very, very wrong and imperfect with our own lives because we don't have an oat flat white and a croissant and go for a run every single morning. You know what I mean? Um... By the way, totally fine if you do do that. That was just the most Instagrammable thing I could think of off the top of my head. But the point here is, I did apologise for my brain today already. Like, this is this is where we're at. <laughs> so you can expect a lot of rambling today. Um, but the point is, is that the man-made world that we live in demands perfection from us. From what we look like, to what we do to who we have in our lives, to the products we use, to the way we think, and the way we behave. However, issue is, is that humans are natural beings. I suppose on a technicality, we are like a man, man-made technically, but we are, we are natural. We are far more like nature than we are like the technology that we're surrounded by in that we are messy, we are imperfect, we are completely unique with our own unique imprint of genetics, trauma and experiences. So the pressure we put on our machines to be perfect tends to overlap and we have started to evolve, I think, to treat ourselves like machines too. And in my experience so far, it doesn't work. Um, I'm sure if you're here listening, you've come to that conclusion as well. That mindset of treating my body like a machine that I did, I honestly didn't completely realise I was in until I was out of that mindset. Um, But that is what led me to get a CFS diagnosis for sure. Um, That is what led to all the behaviours that caused me to get very unwell. And I think for a, a lot of you, or at least the people that I work with, this perfectionist tendency is something that crops up um, a lot along the recovery journey. I don't want to say it holds you back um, because the second you become aware of it, you can you can start working on it. But it's definitely something that we can stay stuck in and it can trip us up as we go along this journey. Your attempt to recover perfectly as if there isn't any room for error is very rigid 
and is really the opposite of what acceptance and releasing control and healing really is at its core. Whether it's through wanting to recover so much that you continue to force your body to do things that are quick fixes, or whether it's aiming to feel 100% perfect before you allow yourself to let go of the the label of CFS. Um, Or another common one I see is waiting until you feel good enough to move your body or nourish your body or act like... um, the healthy version of you that you want to be. I talked about this a little bit in the movement is medicine episode that I did um, last time, but movement is an energy giver, which means before you do it, you are unlikely to feel energized at all. Sometimes maybe, but we can't rely on it. Same with things like meditation, waiting until you feel like meditating before you do it is perfectionism. Waiting for the perfect circumstance before you commit to doing daily habits. This is all perfection. Um, you know, the second if the second you get busy or stressful things happen in your life and your daily habits or whatever you've committed to doing slips off the um the radar, then that's perfectionism. Like that's your perfectionism tripping you up again. If we can realize that perfection, the perfect circumstance is never going to arrive because there will always be something because this is life, then we can start taking action despite how we are feeling in the present moment. And this is important when trying to build new habits into your life that are in alignment with your values. As an example, if you, let's say you value growth, you need to be challenging yourself to do things that will help you grow. And day to day, that might look tedious. Maybe it's reading for 10 minutes or trying a new activity um, or putting yourself outside your comfort zone in some way. But in the moment, you probably won't feel like doing a lot of these things. But in the long run, these actions will compound and help you feel aligned to growth and purposeful in your life. It's like the idea of showing up for future you. And this is why getting clear on your values is important because it helps you decide what daily actions are supportive of you feeling healthy and purposeful and like the future version of you that you want to be. And it allows us to take imperfect action, which is literally our saving grace. And if there's one thing you take from this podcast, I encourage it. I encourage you to take this notion of imperfect action. Um, taking small, frequent actions, despite the imperfectness of how we feel or our situation to get us closer to where we want to be. If, let's say, one of your values is health, but you take no action to live true to that, you are never going to feel healthy, which is the lack of action and leads to the lack of accomplishment. And the reason you likely are not taking action is because you're waiting for perfection. I hope that makes sense to people. Um, This is where we trip ourselves up with perfection. And taking imperfect action, like day to day, like small, small little habits, even if it's not the, like it's the, the common example of like, you know, 
if I can't go for a run, then I'm not going to go at all. Well, can we look at maybe just having a walk around the block or, um, I don't know, doing 10 minutes on a treadmill or something like this. And over time, that will compound more than if you're in the all or nothing mindset where you wait for the perfect circumstance, which results in you never, ever going for the run or even a walk. That's a very basic example, but hopefully that helps you see what I'm getting at here. Um, Maybe you're waiting to have no negative emotions before you start to accept your emotions. That can be a common one. Or maybe you're waiting for your symptoms to go before you believe you are recovering and healthy. All examples of waiting for perfection. And it honestly, I think it kills recovery more than anything else. And it could be really quite subconscious because you've been living with perfection for ever, forever. Like, you know, it's very ingrained in our society and in a lot of people. Uh, One of the best antidotes I have found for perfectionism is acceptance. Acceptance that nothing will ever be perfect. And trust me, this isn't a sad thing. Like when I first kind of played around with this idea, it sounded kind of sad. It's not. Because life becomes so much more perfect when you stop expecting perfection, ironically. It's similar to the idea of having low expectations so that you always exceed your expectations. In terms of your mindset, it's very, very helpful to have this acceptance that nothing is ever going to be perfect. So you don't need to put that pressure um, on yourself. If you can be somebody who accepts imperfection as inevitable and you take action to be who you want to be despite how you feel, you will get a lot closer to your goals. Now, some of you might be thinking, but I thought I was meant to listen to my body, not um, take action despite how I'm feeling. You are meant to listen to your body, not your chronic dysregulation or symptoms. Your body doesn't want to be highly sedentary. Your body doesn't want to be overworked or malnourished or denied pleasure or forced into situations that it doesn't like, etc. Learning to tell the difference between listening to your body and listening to your fear response is so, so challenging when your fear response is causing your body physical symptoms. I have so much empathy with that and Uh, don't expect to get it perfect when you start trying trying to tell the difference. And this is something I encourage you to really practice that imperfection with and allow room for mistakes because that's just another way of learning, right? You can listen to your body, but still challenge it. For example, if your body is telling you it's exhausted, but you've rested a lot, and that's not helped, then it's time to consider getting back into movement or some form of exercise um, and doing something fun and creative, etc. Things like this. Using a bit of logic and your values to help you make decisions about what's right for your body. Logically, what does my body need today? And what are my values? Are the actions I'm taking getting me closer towards them or further away? I'll give you a little example. So a little example of my own. I value strength 
I love strength training and feeling physically and mentally resilient. I really like that, that feeling. So every week I schedule in my workouts at the gym and usually like 99 times out of 100, when it comes to the day of training, my body doesn't present as wanting to train. So if I was to, in a very shallow way, just listen to my body in that moment, I probably wouldn't train and I'd maybe lie on the sofa and watch friends all day, right? But I know that that is not what my body needs. I check in with my values and I remind myself that I'm not going to feel strong and energized before the action of going to the gym. So I can trust that this is the right thing to do for my health because it's in alignment with my values and that is me listening to my body, not that shallow, I don't want to do this thought. Obviously I'm flexible with this and if there is a day where my body actually doesn't feel like it, as in I feel like fever or pain or something like this, then maybe I'll do something else. Um, And it's again slightly, it's not different, but when you're dealing with chronic symptoms, it's harder because it's even harder to to listen to your body and understand what it needs. Um, But there are so many ways of managing that, using logic and using your values as well. And maybe it's not, you know, going to the gym that is your thing at the minute. Maybe it is, Um, but you can apply this to doing little bits of yoga or getting your steps in around the house, all these kinds of things. The point here is, the the point I wanted you to take away is that you won't ever feel perfect before you take action. So don't wait for it to feel like the right time or for you to feel how you want to feel before you take action to help you get to that feeling. And it's worth saying as well that that all everything I've given in this podcast is just examples so that you can really see what I'm trying to say. Your values will be different to mine and to everyone else's, which means your version of health and life will be different to mine and everybody else's. So that is the first thing I would recommend getting kind of clearer on is what your version of health looks like to you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. If you do get value from this podcast, I would love it if you could share, follow or review it simply so it can continue to grow and reach more people suffering with CFS. It'll take you less than a minute, but it could change someone else's life for the better.